So, it looks like he might be storing it in his attic. Is the man mad? Not even in a safe or a wardrobe? I mean, I myself have a closet with a lock so strong no man could break into it or out of it. But the attic? You actually went into the house, Jerry? Nah, too risky. This bloke always seems to be mooching about, which ain't ideal. But in terms of real security, he hasn't got no alarms or nothing. There's no dogs. Morning, guys. Oh, hello. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Not at all, Thomas. Come on in and meet my good friend... No, my great friend, Jerry. Pleased to meet you. Um, hi. Uh, so how do you and Peter know each other? Oh, Jerry and I go way back, way back. We actually met on a job, didn't we, Peter? Yes, my wife originally hired Jerry to follow me around for a few weeks. I'm sorry? He's a private detective, Tom. Keep up. A bloodhound, a gumshoe, a secret dick. The best there is. Steady on, Peter. No, Tom, I was a copper. Then a bent copper. And then I got into the private eye game. But I don't do so much anymore. Had to retire a few years ago. When a job got me into trouble with my former employers, if you know what I mean. Not really. Anyway, when Jerry eventually confronted me in a lovely little basement bar in Soho... And Peter bought me many a drink. Oh, we got on famously. And we've been bosom buddies ever since. We speak on the blower about once a year. That's a telephone, Tom. So what brings you to Plum House, Jerry? Just popping in to say hello, or...? Uh... Peter's actually asked me for a bit of help, so I thought I'd come out of retirement for one last job. Right. And what exactly is that job, Peter? Nothing major, Tom. Just breaking into somebody's house and stealing a valuable artefact. What? Cinnamon bun, Jerry. Plum House by Ben Cottam and Paul McKenna. Episode 2. Thief Encounter. Um, sweets. Pencils with rubbers on the end. Plum-shaped rubbers. Alan? Sorry, Maureen, how, how does a stock take work again? Oh, how many times? Just add up exactly what's there and write that number down. Oh, no. Oh, dear. I've just been writing lots next to anything that we have more than one of. Oh, useless. Although I don't really know why we're bothering, Alan. We haven't sold anything since the last stock take. And to add insult to injury, this morning my blinking tape player broke. Can I have a go at fixing that instead? Oh, maybe I can do it this evening if I, I get it. Oh, this evening. No, no. What? I forgot I'm having the night off. The man who works 120 hours a week? My friend Bill's giving a talk at the Scout Hut tonight. It's on the history of microlite aircraft, and I don't want to go. Then don't go. But Bill says he needs an audience. Although, is it an audience if it's just me? His last talk on narrow-gauge railways was all right, I suppose. Well, I was asleep in five minutes, which was nice. You know me, Maureen. I enjoy a steam train, but I've no interest in solo-powered flight. Can't you get out of it in some other way? No, he comes and picks me up now. Ever since I hid in that barrel to avoid his talk on the dangers of woodworm and windmill restoration. Maureen, are we expecting any visitors today? No, I shouldn't think so. I haven't had one in weeks. Peter's even scared the postman away because he keeps making him go on tours of the museum. Well, that's what I thought. But it sounds like the lads are talking to someone new in Peter's office. Ooh, I wonder who it can be. And I wonder if they want to buy something. Oh, can I come? Oh, stay here, you. And finish your counting. <sighs> and no more barrow chewing. <sighs> One paperclip. Two paperclips. Just lots of paperclips. <laughs> No, 
I'm sorry, Peter, it's completely out of the question. What's going on in there? You really are coming across as a bit of a spoil sport here, Thomas. Peter, you're the creator of a museum, not a master criminal. You should hear some of Jerry's stories, Tom. He's a legend. He found a stolen Renoir in a bin behind a restaurant. It was a stolen bin behind a restaurant called Renoir. But still, a very tricky case, baffled Scotland Yard. Who's the Londoner? Not a clue, but I don't like him already. What even is it you want to steal, Peter? A priceless item of pudding memorabilia, Tom. George Pudding's famous shopping list of 1808. Potatoes, cauliflower, curly kale. Oh, for God's sake. Even when dashing off a list of groceries for his staff to purchase, he couldn't help but write some of the greatest poetry of the Romantic Age. It was originally in the possession of Professor Tracy. A devious pudding scholar of the very worst kind who for years has refused to loan it to Plumhouse. But then suddenly, last week, out of the blue, some good news. He died. Right. We had hoped his will may have contained further good news, leaving the list to us. But no, the fool has only gone and left it to some idiot nephew of his, Milton Keynes. Peter, for the last time, he lives in Milton Keynes. It's a place. The man's called Ralph. Well, this Ralph fellow, if that is his name, has quickly proven himself to be every bit as difficult as his thankfully now deceased uncle. Peter's made Ralph a generous offer for the shopping list, but the money-grabbing oik is planning to auction it to the highest bidder. Peter got in touch and asked if I could find out a little bit more about this Ralph. Stake the place out. And you came all the way from London just to... Oh, no, I don't live there anymore. After the police came looking for me, I scarped sharpish. Never went back. So Jerry here's going to help us to break into Ralph's right, house. I've had and... enough. I'm sorry, have you all gone completely insane? Robbing an innocent man because he happens to have inherited something you want? Uh, don't worry, Emma. I'm handling this. Hello, who's this beauty before me? Oh, my name's Emma. Don't try and wheedle out of it. I met the lady next to your love. My Auntie Pat once stuck a hat pin in a man's crotch that got fresh with her. Don't think I won't do the same, mister. Come on, sling your hook. You cockney scoundrel! Could everybody calm down, please? Yeah, chill out, guys. I know this sounds like a potentially dangerous mission, but with Jerry there helping us, we'll be... Oh, no, I'm not going to be there for the actual job, Peter. You're not? No, far too risky for me. I'm just providing you with the information, then you lot can get cracking. Right, enough. No, no-one's going to be stealing anything. Peter, you are going to give me this Ralph's address, and Emma and I are going to drive down to Milton Keynes today and see if Ralph would like to sell us Pudding's shopping list. Can I come? No, you cannot. You can stay here with Julian. And, if you're bored, give Jerry a tour of the museum. I wouldn't mind seeing that gift shop. Not on your Nelly. I've seen Oliver. I know how you lot work. Oh, heck, I bet there's a gang of musical urchins downstairs robbing us as we speak. Right, come on, Emma, let's go ring this Ralph. Maybe we can take him out for a late lunch somewhere and see if we can smooth things over. Finally, a plan I can get behind. What a shame. And I'm so looking forward to a day of real excitement. We could always get the chess set out, Peter. I suppose that'll have to do. Though it tends to get the brain racing more than the heart pumping. Do you play it, Jerry? Chess? Nah. But I've always wanted to learn. Funny story, actually. The last time the police almost caught up with me, I was down visiting an old acquaintance of mine called Basil. We just What's the worst thing that could possibly happen? A big group of ladies kidnap me and stroke my hair and make me eat custard till I'm sick. What? That happened to me once after Sunday school. I've never got over it. There's a sneaky southerner in Plum House. What? From Lancaster? Even further south than that. London. Flippin' heck. Sorry for swearing, Maureen. And the gift shop is fully stocked. He'll take everything, Alan. Bolt the door and get your shotgun. It's an air rifle, Maureen. Well, get whatever you've got, cos we're being robbed! What does this one do again? 
It's called the knight, Jerry, and it can either go two forward and one to the side... Or one forward and two to the side. We knights are a cunning bunch. Very useful in certain situations. Check? Is that the right word? No, check is when you have my king. That's actually checkmate, Jerry. Ah. Think I've got the hang of this old game now, so I might just go for a little wander instead. Bit peckish, actually. We've still got those cinnamon buns, Jerry. Oh, quite fancy. Something warm, you know. So, uh, which way is it to the gift shop and that Maureen lady again? Just down the stairs and to the left. Uh, but be careful, her bite is every bit as bad as her bark. Don't you worry about me. I'm tougher than I look. I'll set the pieces for a rematch. I can only put those first six games down to beginner's luck. But, just so you know, if you should both happen to not be here when I get back, then your secret's safe with me. Anyway, just a thought. I'll leave it with you. Did you understand any of that, Peter? I can never stop staring at his tattoos. Is that a picture of a dolphin on his arm or of his mother? I believe Jerry was suggesting we should go steal that shopping list ourselves. Really, Peter? Just the two of us? Is it not going to be too dangerous without Jerry? Well, I don't see why everyone else should get to have all the fun while we're stuck below decks in the good ship Plumhouse. Today was meant to be a day of action and adventure, swashbuckling and daring do. But it's too late. Tom's already left. We, we've missed our opportunity. But we all know how slowly Tom drives, like he's stuck behind sheep. And then they'll be having lunch. You mean... We get to the address and, um, acquire the shopping list ourselves while they're out. Peter! Come, Julian, you know as well as I do. That shopping list belongs here at Plumhouse. All Tom will succeed in doing is pushing the price up. But... Do we have it in us? Cast your eyes on this noble countenance, Julian, then the fine physique that sits below it. Was there ever a man more suited to being a high-society cat burglar? Absolutely not, Peter. And I guess I've... You're carrying a bit too much timber, I know, but that makes you ideal for the role of lookout and getaway driver. Uh, OK. I'm in. Now, sneak downstairs and fire up the Morris Minor. I'll pack some essential equipment and, oh, we mustn't forget those cinnamon buns. Hello? I think this is him. Ready yourself, Alan. I couldn't find my air rifle, so I've got that water pistol that I use for chasing away that naughty peacock. Oh, bloody hell, Alan. Some use you are. Maureen! We're closed! Well, your museum's over. Let me finish. We're close to thieves. Oh, come on, don't judge a book by its cover. And I'm not going nowhere. What if I need to go to the loo? You'll have to let me in, then. Fine. Cover me, Alan. Oh, crumbs. I've forgotten to put any water in this pistol. Ah, and the trigger's come off. I'm watching you, like a hawk. And I know how a hawk watches someone, because I've seen one at Westmoreland County Shore. So keep your hands behind your back. But if my hands are behind my back, then how can I give you these? Oh, they're nice flowers. Mm, probably pinched straight from the garden. Oh, come on. I'm not such a bad guy, really. I'm a former policeman. I bet you say that to all the old dears before you bash them in and go to the post office with their pension books. Listen, Maureen, I'm just a regular bloke. I like long walks on the beach, meatloaf, the game show pointless. Right. Well... I do also happen to think meat loss very underrated. And Pointless is obviously the best show on telly. But I don't like that walks-on-the-beach rubbish. All that sand going in your socks, then in your car. Oh, not for me. Alan, the kettle on, if you please. He's not allowed to use the kettle unaccompanied. Not allowed. Now, are you buying something or not? How much would this get me? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bloody 
Hell, <laughs> I haven't seen one of them in a while. Check it isn't fake, Alan. <laughs> well, it looks like a real ten-pound note, Maureen. Fine. Go and make this man a cup of tea, Alan. Plenty of milk. He won't be staying long. Unless you've got something to eat as well. After all, I've got money. Tom, are these sunglasses strictly necessary? I mean, we're driving to Milton Keynes, not the Florida Keys. It's the light glinting off the puddles. I've got very sensitive eyes. Oh, I thought there must be something wrong with your eyes. I've seen people registered blind drive quicker than this. Oh, so she wants me to put my foot down, does she? Well, here goes nothing. Hold on to your seatbelt, senorita. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. Is you're, that all right? You're doing 43. Well, it is a 40 mile an hour speed zone, so I'm um, technically still illegal. Oh, tune. Oh, God, I just love this song. Why is this CD anyway? Oh, no, it's not. I, don't, I think that's just an old CD case. From... Tom and Emma driving Classics Volume 1. What? That's a strange name for an album. Have you, have you made this No, one? I don't think that I the could... The title's written in felt. Oh, it? I did. Yes, I did make this one. Yes, I, it was for another Emma that I know. Right. She's great, girl. You would like her. And she likes this kind of rubbish music, does she? She, do, I, she does. I don't. I'm going to turn this right down. Oh, God, let's get the radio on instead, will we? OK. <laughs> Can you please be a little more careful when changing my car's gears, Julian? Why, you never learnt to drive your own car. Are you, are you sure we're going the right way? Yes, yes. Though I must say it's become a little harder to read the map since I slipped this over my head. Oh, is that... It's a stocking. To disguise my identity. Where did you... Is that your wife's? Uh, yes, that sounds like a sensible explanation. There's one for you, too. I've cut a pair in half. Quite the sacrifice. I, I think I'll be all right, Peter. I must say, what one loses in visibility, one really gains in silkiness. I might start wearing a stocking on my face in important meetings with the trustees. Gosh, just feel that. Let me put it on for you. I am driving! Ah, oh, Julian, I really would cover your face if I were you, in case it gets a bit nasty. Why would it get a bit nasty? I brought this along as backup. You used one before. Jesus, Peter! I mean, technically, it's a cavalryman's sword, but it ought to be equally effective on the ground. Old Grandpapa won the VC at Mafeking with this, so it must be a oh. decent bit of kit. Peter, steady on. I, I really don't think this is a, a sword kind of afternoon. Oh, I quite agree. That's why I brought this, too. What? George Pudding's old pepper-box revolver. Peter! Made in Birmingham, like all the best firearms. God, be careful with that. Oh, yes, you must. It's in a rather obscure calibre, see? Don't point it at me. There's only three bullets left. It'd be a shame to fire it, really. We are not firing any guns. You see, the calibre was never properly adopted, as there were concerns that it was... <laughs> Wowzers. A little unsafe. Peter, for God's sake, Peter. Oh, yeah, two bullets left. We shall have to change the description card in the display oh, case. Just put it, put it down, Peter. Put it down. Is it me, or is there a sudden draught in this motor car? You just fired a bullet through the windscreen. Julian, don't get bogged down in the minutiae of life, old chap. Just drive like the wind to Milton Keynes, if indeed that is a place. Oh, 
again, thanks so much for meeting with us today. Uh, not at all. Don't mention it. Thanks for coming down. This looks like a lovely restaurant, Ralph. Very posh. They've even got proper menus. Mm, sorry, yes. I hope I didn't pick too fancy a restaurant. It's just when you said we should meet for lunch, I thought I'd best book somewhere. Yeah, no, no, it's fair. Absolutely. This is, uh, no. They don't seem to have any prices next to... The, is this a set menu, do you think? Well, or? this one's on Plum House, Ralph. Don't worry about that. Well, I don't know. Maybe not the whole... That's <laughs> very kind. Thank you. I mean, I'm so in favour of the shopping list being back at Plum House. You are? But it's only our curator made it sound Is like... Is that, that Peter Knight character? I'm afraid so. Well, he rang me the day after I inherited the shopping list. And I was on the verge of suggesting a permanent loan when he started saying such rude, spiteful things about my uncle that I'm afraid it really put my back up a bit. Yeah, of course. Mm. But... I mean, we hadn't even had the funeral then. Peter threatened to come and play, and I quote, very jolly music on his trombone right by the graveside. God, I'm so sorry. Oh, hello. Hello, are you ready to order? Well, I'm, I'm not quite go sure. for the oysters first, and then... Oh, with a special. Oh, good choice. We're doing starters, are we? <laughs> okay, well, I just think actually it was all sorted. There's a great place down the road we could go have lunch, couldn't we? That's, that's a, Tom. Yeah, just the service station we passed, actually. Tom, surely. Mm. The snails for me, please. And, I, and then I'll have the fillet steak. Right. I'm not massively hungry. Do you have a kid's menu? Aha. It appears from my casing of the joint that Ralph's place is deserted. Are they your opera glasses, Peter? Field. Now, according mm. to Jerry, that's our best point of entry. There. Sorry, where are you looking? It's hard to work out when you have that stocking over your head. I'll leap up onto the outbuilding, shin up that drain pipe and in through that open upstairs window. Now, getting from there up to the attic might be tricky, but I've adapted this old washing line of Maureen's into a trusty grappling hook. I'm not sure, Peter. I've got a bad feeling about this. Nonsense, Julian. As they say on the hit parade... Time to rock and roll. Watch me clear the fence in one bound. Ooh. I might need a little leg up, old chap. What people don't realise about Meatloaf is he's very theatrical. But he knows his limits. He'd do anything for love, but he won't do that. And his music's so full of freedom... Like Bruce Springsteen, you know. I was always on about crossing the state line. Oh, no. He sounds like he needs some strepsils, does Springsteen. He's too much for me. Actually, I've had an idea. How do you fancy trying the best cocktails in Cockermouth? Oh, no. Not for me, cocktails. I tried one at a fundraising night for a stair lift. Tasted like Benelin. Give me a nice glass of baby sham any day. I'm good mates with Luigi, the owner, and if you like proper grub, then you'll love his steaks. Cook right, I hope. I think now to this trend for raw meat. I like it very well done, me. But these steaks are something else. Seven ninety-nine for two, and they're as big as your head. All right, then. Yeah, that'll be nice. Let's go to Cockermouth, Jerry. I haven't been out in the big city for such a long time. I'd like that, Maureen. I'd like that very much. I've had a look at your cassette player, Maureen. Little bit of isopropyl alcohol on the tape heads, good as new. Bush machines were always rather prone to demagnetising. Oh, Alan, you're a star. Looks like it's time for a bit of meatloaf. Where's my tape gone? Oh, he was a bit modern for me, that American fella. Got my wax crackling. Stuck one of my dad's tapes in instead. It was either brass bands or the one he plays to his cows. Oh, Alan, I wanted a bit of meatloaf with our pudding. Sorry, Maureen, I've left it down in the cellar. <laughs> I told you you wouldn't fit through that window. Just 
keep pushing, uh, Julian. After all you said about me being the one carrying the extra timber. Come on. God's sake, I'm just a round peg in a square hole. Give us a big heave from behind. Steady on, old chap. You're not posting a parcel. The reflexes of a cat. Quick. We've got company. Probably another group of British romantic scholars after George Pudding's shopping list. Come on. Let's be having you. What? I need more muscle. I can't take them all alone. I can't do it, Peter. I, I, I can't. What's that for? Do the decent thing. I'm not going to shoot myself on top of an outbuilding in Milton Keynes. Then, for God's sake, man, get a bloody grip. Pull your stocking over your face, come through this window at once, and join me on the landing. Okay. Okay. You're going to have to give me a pull in. Once more onto the breach, dear friend. Now, that's what I call some inspiring leadership from Peter Knight. Right. Here goes. Now, let me go and get the shopping list for you. Not at all, Ralph. Thank you for picking such a nice restaurant. Yes, I didn't even know they had a Michelin-starred restaurant in Milton Keynes. <laughs> Did you know they charged us for tap water? Did you hear a noise then? It sounded like it was coming from upstairs. Yes, on your landing, listen. There's definitely someone up there. Do you think it's burglars? Uh, we should call the police. Well, they won't be here for ages. We've got to do something. Like what? Well, perhaps we can scare them off. Quiet, Peter, they might hear us. Don't worry, they have no idea we're here. Shh! Although I do now wish I'd visited the lavatory at the service station. Right, lads, we've got this. Ralph, get behind me. Tom, you're behind Ralph. Uh, yep, okay, here we go, here we go. Them. We could put the heating up and sort of sweat them out, maybe. Tom, you can hold Ralph's hand if you need to. Right, here we go, ready? One, two, three. Julian, they found us. Run one of them through with your sword. I'm sorry, Peter, I, I can't do it. I'm going to lock myself in the bathroom. Some accomplice you made, you cowardly custard. Get out of my house. Yeah, we're calling the police. Stay where you are. You want some lads? Oh. Hey, hey. No. You'll have to catch me first. I thought my rugger days were behind me. Get his mask off. Peter, the curator, you bloody... Oh, Tom. Emma, sorry, hard to see with those tights over the old fizzog. And I think we can all guess who ran into the bathroom. I'm not unlocking the door. Actually, guys, you might need to call for an ambulance. I've, I've tripped over the B-Day and I'm really hurt my ankle. So, funnily enough, although it says Bush on the front of the tape recorder, many of its internal workings are actually made by Alba. Believe it or not, the tape heads are licensed from Philips and made for them by Grundig in a factory in Turkey. It's funny, isn't it? How's that pudding coming along, Maureen? I'm just making the custard. I'm boring you, aren't I? Sorry. No, Alan, you're not boring me. It's just... You know, when you're not as interested in a subject as the person who's talking is. I know exactly what you mean. My friend's really into microlights and I'm not. I can't stand them. They're just hang gliders that have got above the station. Anyway, he's making me go to a boring talk on them tonight. Sometimes you just need to tell people where to stick it. Here we are. Crumble's ready. There's a little bowl for you as well, Alan. Oh, no, not for me. I'm not one for exotic foods. I gave him a Muller corner once. He had to pick all the chocolate balls out. I think I might just have to go out and get some fresh air, Maureen. That smell of custard's reminding me of Sunday school again. I feel... I feel... Oh, I feel sick. Now, where were we? 
How can you tell the difference between a, a sprain and a twist? What is broken? Oh, just shut up about your uncle. You both lucky decided not to press charges in the end. I mean, you could have at least done it before we bought him lunch. What were you thinking? I mean, what were you thinking? Peter's idea. Sam Hughes, you were spineless. Julian the jellyfish. Yeah, well, aren't you even going to apologise? Well, I'm very sorry my car broke down and we're reliant on a lift with you two. Peter! Yeah, what happened to your windscreen? You don't want to know. Oh, yes. Where did I leave my revolver? You what? what? Oh. Oh. oh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There is nothing like washing your face in a birdbath. Oh, flippin' heck. It's old Bill. Out of the custard pan and into the fire. So, I'll come and pick you up around six. Uh, could we make it a bit later? I'd like to watch Pointless first before I get ready. Old Bill's here. Everybody hide. Old Bill? Where? Coming down the drive. I'm going back down the cellar. Lock me in. Maureen, I've got to go. They found me. Wait. I'm sorry, I don't have time to explain. Cock mouth, we'll have to wait. Uh, when are you coming back? I can't. It's too risky. I've got to go further north. Dumfries and Galloway, maybe. Cross a state line like Springsteen. I always was more into meatloaf. I'm just going to get a few supplies. You know, for the journey, for the road. Well, wh- whatever you need. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll have this stick of rock. Thanks, Maureen. So, that's one stick of rock, oh, and you have the cheese and onion pie, yeah, yeah. crumble, Harry, custard, a bit, oh, yeah. and a brew, too. Right. That'll be seven ninety-eight. Yeah, well, t- take it out of that tenner. They've probably got the whole museum surrounded. Goodbye, Maureen! Oh, Maureen, what a bloody fool you've been. <laughs> through to Ralph and apologised again. What did he say? Well, he seemed a bit calmer, but he's still definitely putting the shopping list up for auction. What a dreadful fellow, just like his uncle. Well, perhaps we could still bid. Yeah, but using Julian and Peter's own money. Steady on. Julian's right. I'm afraid that list will fetch macho moolah. Ooh, how much are we talking? An absolute fortune, probably as much as, oh gosh, uh, I don't know, maybe 30? Thousand? Pounds? 30 quid. You drove to Milton Keynes to steal a shopping list worth 30 pounds. Ralph had turned down Peter's very reasonable original offer. I wasn't going above £12.50 for any man. I mean, it is only a shopping list, after all. I just do not believe this. I mean, our petrol alone must have cost us... Well, forget the petrol. That lunch cost nearly 200 quid. And don't forget we still have to recover my dear old Morris Minor. Has someone telephoned a garage? Oh, and Jerry. Don't forget Jerry. Oh, why, we mustn't forget Jerry's consultancy fees. Where is Jerry? Oh, he's long gone by now. Well, I hope he didn't steal anything from you, Maureen. He took something all right. Something I don't think I'll be getting back in a hurry. Well, I've had an absolutely fantastic day. Oh, really, Alan? Oh, yes. I took that Jerry's advice and after old Bill found me hiding behind those crates in the cellar, I finally told him where to stick his talk on microlights. So, I've got an entire evening to do what I really want to do. Go fishing? Is, is that why you're wearing waders? Empty the septic tank. It's oh. backed up like you would not believe. Any volunteers want to get in on the fun? I could really do with a hand. Well, I can think of two unwilling volunteers for you, Alan. Oh, no, please, no. Julian, I fear we're about to be press-ganged. Run for it! Don't think we won't catch you! Go faster, Julian! Oh, my bad ankle! You'd better be running to get changed, Peter. Oh. I'm sorry about Jerry, Maureen. Oh, don't worry, Alan. It wasn't your fault. Well, it was really, but I don't blame you. These things happen. Thanks, Maureen. Anyway, I'd uh, better go and find a clothes peg for my nose. 
and at least we'll always have meatloaf. was written by Ben Cottam and Paul McKenna. It starred Simon Callow, Jane Horrocks and Miles Jopp, with Tom Bell, Piers Quigley and Louise Ford. Jerry was played by Danny Webb and Ralph by Ed Easton. It was produced by Sarah Cartwright and directed by Paul Schlesinger. It was a hat-trick production for BBC Radio 4. Mm-hmm.